Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's your girl. I've been semi-unemployed today, but you know this podcast is for everybody. We talk to mostly successful people, but I love to hear how they got to where they got to, uh, and I can't wait for today's episode. Oh my God, we have a a star of a guest. She is fantastic. I, I always say, whenever I see you, whenever I see her at a bar or whatever, I'm like, we need to do something together. We need to produce something. We need to like be on camera together. I love her dearly. Uh, she's a TV writer, actress, comedian. Um, she is the co-host of Cheap Date Comedy Show and The Shade of It All podcast. Currently, she's producing on a little show. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Impractical Jokers. It's the only show on TV 24-7. We've got Sharon <laughs> Paul with us today. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having Welcome. me. I, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I feel like there were brief windows where I was unemployed, and I was like, oh, I should do Anna's podcast. And then like, oh my God, yes. And then like 30 30- a new job and I'm like oh damn I missed that window okay well just so you know and everyone listening you don't have to be unemployed to be on the pod we love successful people you are giving everybody else you know the hope that there are jobs and there is success to be had so 100%. thanks Thanks for being on it. I know. I was I was like reading your tweets or something one day. I was like, oh, my God, why hasn't she been on the podcast? And then I like saw that now this video. I remembered seeing it, too. And I was like, yeah, you've done a bunch of random jobs, which is Always. what we, Wait, what we love. Can I just tell you both something right now? Big, yeah, sure. big, big news. OK, so I totally <laughs> forgot. But five years ago, I saw you do stand up. Um, in the base in uh oh, what's that comedy? <laughs> She's gonna say a basement somewhere. I thought you were the basement it is a, somewhere. It's a like, basement venue. Right. It's a basement Are, venue. Is, is it Union Hall? Uh, Union Hall, that's the one. Thank you. Great basement. <laughs> and I yeah. have a video of it because it was for my friend Joe Garden's comedy show, and it's on my YouTube channel. That <laughs> that's hilarious. I remember that show. That, that was. <laughs> I feel like that was more than five years ago. I feel like I was very green when I did that show. It does feel like <laughs> it feels like ten years my, ago, but it, it was it five. might have it was it was legit five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. there's my little random bit. Wow. We're, not we're all connected. Yes, Ellen's been watching you every day since she filmed. That <laughs> <show>. <laughs> uh. I love that. Me oh, too. this is great. Okay, well, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, Me too. You obviously are very employed right now. Yes. Yes, 100. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. That was an Earth Day show, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I totally derailed it. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a good memory, though. Yeah, it was an Earth. Yeah, because well, Earth Day is the day before my birthday, and I remember doing that show because uh, that was. Uh, I usually don't tell myself that way, but that was the last day of my 20s. So I distinctly remember. Oh, that is a big memory. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't age. It's true. I mean, I don't either. Like I said, I usually don't tell myself. That. But yeah, I very distinctly remember that evening. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. Good guys. That's so Joe fun. And, uh, Griffin. It was Griffin's show too, Anna. Anyway. Oh, yes. We love Griffin. We'll cut Griffin was on the pod. <laughs> this is great. No, Ellen, I love it. I love connecting it. Usually everyone who comes on the podcast went to college with Ellen. So this is a ah. nice new way to connect Ellen to it's the a, It's a nice twist. 
<laughs> it really is. Okay, but back to you and your employment status. So how has your pandemic been in terms of jobs? Have you had the same job the whole time? Have you had any lulls? Uh, I have had the opposite of lulls during the pandemic. I was like overemployed during wow. the pandemic. What's that like? Wow. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Um, to a degree, I almost felt guilty because I know so many, so many people were out of work at this over the past year. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, again, it's like the one thing I don't generally give too much detail about, but, uh, I've had the same day job for the past four years and I work for Amazing. the New York state government and, uh, like early in the pandemic, you know, things shut down, but we were sure. thankfully like being paid to stay home until they wanted us to come back. But I went back to work physically very early, almost exactly a year ago. I went, I physically went back to work last July. Oh my gosh. So I was home from March to July, but I've been back physically at work since then. Um, but aside from that day job during the pandemic is when I got hired to work on Impractical Jokers. Very cool. That's very cool. I have a couple of friends and I'm like, and they got really cool, like writing jobs, producing jobs, like on big TV shows during the pandemic. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I bet you were saying to yourself, why didn't this happen before a pandemic? How yeah. did this happen this time? But you know what? <laughs> I know exactly why it didn't happen prior because I wouldn't have had the time and the energy to dedicate to it prior. Yeah. Because I had been sitting at home, I had the time to like write proper packets to submit mm-hmm. things. And like I could actually focus on it and focus and not be distracted <sighs> by, you know, being somewhere else eight hours a day and commuting two hours a day and doing, it's like, Oh, look, I can do a thing. Look what happens when I have energy and time to actually focus on things I genuinely care about. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like that also speaks to like why we need to let ourselves have like days of rest and stuff, because when you go from thing to thing to thing and you're overworked and like, then when you have something you actually have to accomplish, you're like, I, I, I don't have the energy to do it. I feel like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't miss that at all. Right. <laughs> I it's don't miss it's, that, it's like. a nice feeling. I'm just like, I wish I was I well, messed up, but like, I wish I was still at home. So I had time to write other things. And I know I, I all the other shows, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you will. I mean, Thank I'm not you. saying you will be home, but you will, you will <laughs> find the time to dedicate to focus on it. Um, but that's really cool. What an amazing show. I mean, they are they have, I feel like one of the biggest fan bases like ever that I know of in the comedy world. Yeah. And like they are true TV. Like, I feel like they are like the top, the top of the top. And then all the other shows are like below on the Christmas tree. Right. Like I, it's, <laughs> I mean, it makes me think of what RuPaul used to say about logo. Uh, <laughs> like back when drag race started on logo, RuPaul. Yeah. I keep the lights on at logo. Like that's, it feels that way about the jokers. At- oh yeah. It's just like that. Sh- like Ellen mentioned, like that show is on basically 24 seven any given time of the day, any day of the week, you flip past true TV. There's a strong possibility that jokers is on, which is really, and it's fun. I forget where I was. I was in a meeting once and, um, I think they said to me, like, can you sell out Madison square garden? Because the jokers can. And I was like, wow, (laughs) they're all fantastic. I think they're great. And I love the career that they have created. I really do. And you work with such a fun team. You work with Casey. Exactly. I mean, I know he's been there for a while. And Jay Jay Miller. Okay. Like a lot of really cool people. And the thing is, like, I know lots of people circle in and out of the Joker's orbit. And it's just like, it's always fun. And that job has given me 
opportunities to work on other things. Like literally, what's today? Today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. To go, um, speaking of Casey and some other people that work at Jokers, because of them, I got to work on another show for HGTV. Because like it's like you know if people I love HGTV. and they like you, they'll recommend you for other stuff. And it's absolutely come shoot this thing, and I shot a thing, and I had the time of my life. That's awesome! Congrats! Thank That's you. great. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be friendly with everyone you work with. You never know who's going to what project, who's going to be doing something else. It's it's so important just to to have a good relationship wherever you are. I, I hate 100%. when people come in and they're like, especially you don't burn bridges anywhere. You know, even if you're leaving, like these people could be your next boss. You have no idea. Exactly. So. Like I mean, I worked on season nine of Jokers, and I know they got renewed for a ten. I would love to be asked to come back for ten. It's just I'm like I don't want to burn any bridges with anyone ever. Yeah, exactly. We're going to, we cross those fingers and knock on wood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I have to ask you because I saw all the photos and oh my God, you got engaged in the pandemic. I right? did get engaged in the pandemic. Yes. Yay. I was like, yes. you see it? You see it? I feel like I'm flashing. I, you guys. See it. I, I was staring at it. And that's why, <laughs> except wait, your party nail though is, ah. is not your nail. It's not your ring. It's finger. not my ring finger. Cause I'm, I got the ring party finger. Nail. So I've, I get to point with my party. Nail. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Ellen, it's a part. If you do like one off, I call it like your party. Nail. I love that. I've like, never really heard that before. My mom one day got it and she was like, look, I have party nails. And she had like the the ring finger on each or whatever. That's adorable. I usually do do my ring finger, but I I switched up this go around. I like it. I'm into it because you're like, you're right. You've got the ring to shine on this. So like give yourself some fun on another finger. Exactly. I'm going to say my (laughs) ring finger doesn't get to do all the partying. (laughs) <laughs> so are do you have a date do you know when you're getting married is this like a stressful time of planning or? um no i feel like everything but the wedding is stressing me out right now um amazing actually, we got engaged in march had the venue booked by april uh also bought my dress in april love it uh, got my bridesmaids dresses the weekend before last dj is booked phot- whoa you're all set booked, and i'm not getting married until fall of 2022 but i was just Perfect. <laughs> the earlier I book this, the longer we have to pay everything off. That's nice. And yeah. I, and as the wedding creeps up, I don't want to stress out trying to do things last minute. I don't want to chill and be relatively stress-free leading up. Absolutely. That's it's smart. your time, you know, have a mimosa and let them doll you up. And, exactly. You know, and then funny enough, it. I just, um, after shooting something with the same production company as Joker's, I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. Uh, the Joker's makeup artist is going to be my makeup artist for the wedding. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, I, we love each other. And I know, you know, my face and I know you're good at stuff. Why didn't we think of this sooner? Yeah, that's perfect. And I love that. And you know what? They're going to come on this podcast and say, you never know who you're going to meet at a job. I just got hired for my friend's wedding exactly. who I worked with on a show. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't help but think of the movie The Joker you. when you say The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I know people in that world. They call like I've had I've been to True TV a lot. I love a lot of the people who were there, I should say. I don't know who's there still, but you know what I mean? And they always said The Jokers, The Jokers, The yeah, Jokers. Of course. They don't say The impractical jokers that's or like, the tenderloins because that's like technically their name as the improv group that they are got it the tender i've never heard anyone straight up refer to them as the tenderloins though do you guys all say that is that like your your behind the scenes name for them no like i mean if people like they're diehard fans like know them call them that yeah because like if they're doing 
like the garden. They're doing the garden as the tenderloins. Right, 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 right. Which is funny. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but the garden's probably like impractical jokers with the logo. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> <laughs> then someone on the street will be like, Let's go. I know those guys. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just imagining some really excited person. Oh, my God, the tenderloins. <laughs> now, when you say Which that, really I think cute. of steak. Yeah, now you're you hungry. Know. I'm sorry. And now I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, chicken, te- steak, tenderloins, beef tenderloin. That's what I, that's where my brain goes. I go to a steakhouse. No, as it should. <laughs> All right. So I like to take it back. I like to hear where you were as a teenager, where you grew up. What was like the first job you ever had? Um, I grew up, I've lived my entire life in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, circling around essentially the same neighborhood for the past few decades. Um, and so I guess my, like as a teenager, I was, I was here. I, I worked cause I wanted pocket money. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I was lucky enough to also get an allowance, but you know, I, my parents and my family always joked that I always had, you know, champagne taste and a beer budget. Mm-hmm. I wanted <laughs> My own supplement that. Yeah, always 100%. Um, So I think my first job in, well, actually in middle school, like right before I started high school, I was like a a counselor in training at the summer camp I used to go to. Okay. I went to the same summer camp from the ages of eight to 13. So that final summer at 13, Mm -hmm. being as a counselor in training, which was really fun. We love that. I love camp. I would go back tomorrow. Anybody who's gone to camp has a soft spot in my heart. I'm like, I get it. I love it. I worked there too. Exactly. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's a good time. And like, I, you know, I guess I went there for so many years, like, like, and spent a chunk of the summer there. And that was, that was a blast. Um, and then I, where was it? Was it in New York? Yeah, it was upstate in an area called Kerhonkson, New York. <laughs> Some of these names, Kerhonkson? <laughs> Kerhonkson, which sounds the most made up, but. Where the hot men roam, hunks, <laughs> the hunks, yeah. And it was on this resort uh, called Peg Leg Bates Resort. Wow, uh, <laughs> it's like a pirate thing. He does sound like a pirate, but like he's a real person, and he actually lived there until he died. Um, wow. He was an entertainer, like in like the twenties and thirties. He was a tap dancer who literally had a peg leg. Perfect. This is amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, like he was like a contemporary of like. Cab Calloway and like those people. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That was real. And like he used to like come and speak to us every summer until I think maybe that like final summer he had already passed away, but they didn't mention it to us. But mm. the older girls picked up on, oh, he didn't come to hang out with us this summer. Oh, yeah. they did that to us at camp too. They didn't like mention things, you know, they like protected us. And I'm like, no, you can't. Like our camp owners got divorced one year Ooh. and they didn't tell us. And I remember we were like, they sleep like someone figured it out. And they're like they sleep in separate bunks. Like they sleep in separate cabins. Like because they had this like you know we knew where the owners lived. Right. They were like no no no. She, like someone leaves at night. He or she like goes to another place. And we were like oh, are they not together? And we were like thought our parents got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed at camp, you know. And they're both they both you know ended up with other people. It was fine. But I remember them being like not telling us. And then. It's very professional. Like, I mean, yes. one, like you said, if, if it felt like your parents divorced and you don't want to traumatize the kids that way, and two, right. te- technically none of your business. Um, yeah. But good on them for being so professional and maintaining it as a couple. As I think they did it. They people. told us a year later. Once it was like officially done, they told they, they like sent a letter home during the school year or something. So oh, wow. you could you could mentally prepare. I know it's like kids. <laughs> Uh, mom and dad 
still love you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Camp will still be so fun. But. <laughs> uh, okay, so you worked at camp. Worked you were camp. a teenager. And then I get, during the school year, when I was in high school, I was tutoring a middle schooler. Okay, nice. She was the granddaughter of a friend of my father. And my dad's friend, she was a mystery like a murder mystery novelist oh that's Ooh. so fun and it, and i remember me and my friends used to call her the die lady because like the word die was in the title of all of her books <laughs> the die lady <laughs> not to wish anything upon anyone you no just not call at all we called her the die lady like it, like say i would like mention her in passing to a friend and they'd be like who and i'd be like the die lady and you're like oh oh yeah okay okay that's really funny <laughs> i love that so you were very smart you were already tutoring while you were in high school i feel right. like i needed tutors in high school i mean um, i but- i I was good at what i was good at because it's fun. Okay. while i was tutoring middle schoolers in the things i was good at I was struggling with like math specifically. Okay. Like I couldn't do math to save my life. But really? I, I was tutoring in like English and in Spanish and all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, don't ask me to add nothing. I was good at Spanish and I was good at math. I, I didn't care to read anything in English. <laughs> oh, that's so I was reading everything. And that's the kid I was. I was always like, I, I'm an only child. And I was like a, a quiet little weirdo as a kid. I was always <laughs> in a corner reading something. That's that I can tell. I mean, well, I'm yeah, at wall, yeah. I'm oops. Like, Who am I this? kidding? Who am I kidding right now? Yeah, I'm at home. This is my home office. Literally, if you watch this on Patreon, literally, Sharon is, is you are like framed by a beautiful amount of books. I have one little thing, and and if you look at the top half, those are just like Jared's fucking like Lord of the Rings DVDs. Okay, mm. they're not even they're not even books on the top half. <laughs> oh man okay so in high school you're tutoring you're reading you're a studious person did you have the bug for showbiz then did you know you wanted to be an entertainer I did I realized um I probably realized and admitted to myself around 12 that I wanted to be an actor okay I always performed and emceed and I've been emceeing events since I was five. Oh my god Cause like I said, like the little weirdo reading, I was reading at five and I spoke well. And like my family jokes about how like clearly I spoke as like even a toddler, like me talking to you right now is kind of what I sounded like as a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was, it was never any of the baby talk really. I've seen these kids on like America's Got Talent and stuff when they get up there and they like speak, they're like, hi, like, I, let me tell you exactly, you know, where I'm from and what I do. And you're just like, are you a child? You're right. an old soul in a child. That, like, yeah, I was, I was one of those creepy little kids who talked to you. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been emceeing things since I was five. Um, I remember one of my, my English teacher freshman year, like my mom was like super involved, like a PTA type and mm-hmm. like would always go to parent teacher conferences and things. And like my freshman English teacher telling her, oh, I can see her being a great orator one day or a judge or something like she should just always be publicly speaking. <laughs> she was like, OK, <laughs> like, she's like, she will be a judge on The Good Wife. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, like around 12, I decided like, I really loved to perform. Actually my, around that age, my mom sent me to take, um, like 
uh, an improv workshop at Meg Rivers College. Uh, okay. Around that time, which which was a good time, and it's funny because it was just you know some random actor teaching a bunch of tweens improv, and then I think he ran through like his lesson plans and syllabus a little early, so then he started also teaching us like sleight of hand magic as well. Cool. <laughs> Cute little bonus. Why not? That was his. he was like a part time actor, part time magician. Um, so that was fun. And then in high school, I I was very briefly a part of the drama club, but I was just like. Eh, this is not the extracurricular for me. I'm not going to do this. Um, Interesting. I respected them. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. But then my senior year, you were supposed to take a specialized English class and I chose drama. Um, And so my senior year of high school, I had to write an hour long play as my final. Wow. We all had to write an hour long play. And I think each class, whoever like the wrote the best play, it had to be performed. Okay. I mean, the best play was not mine, but I was in that play when whichever one was the best. Got it. So that's when you were first, that's when you were like, I'm going to be on stage now. I'm going to act. Yeah. Also, like I I sang and danced as a kid. Like I was in the choir and I was in a dance troupe and all that. So I was getting a little bit of entertainment in little, little different facets all along. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you were, you went to college for anything in the arts? Psychology. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me, you know what? Let me back up a little bit. Um, Cause in high school, my high school, um, if anyone's familiar, I went to Brooklyn tech and Brooklyn tech has majors. Uh, and so my major at tech was graphic communications and media. And part of that was learning like every aspect of the media. Like we learned journalism, radio production, cool. television production. Um, and in our video classes, we had to do fun stuff. Like we had to learn how to produce a newscast, a commercial, a PSA, a sitcom, music videos and sitcom and yeah, yeah. Sitcom format. Holy shit. In high school, you had to do all that? I feel like that was all four years of college for me. That that (laughs) was like my senior year of high school taking. Wow. And I loved that. Uh, And I feel like this is still the truth for me today. Cause it was mostly, cause you know, in video we were doing mostly group projects and mm-hmm. make deals with my classmates and like, listen, I'll write it. <laughs> I'll direct it. I'll do the voiceovers. I'll, I'll perform multiple roles if I have to, as long as you guys do the editing. <laughs> I don't want to edit for shit. Smart. I hate, I hate math and I hate editing. <laughs> that has not changed. Do you changed. still feel that way? I still, I still 100% feel that way. That's really funny. But it worked I, out. Like I used to, I I used to cut other classes. I like it more now. I used to cut other classes to go to video. Like I remember like to this day, my video teacher wrote in my yearbook, what am I going to do without you in my class free for you today? <laughs> <laughs> and then the math teacher's like, Sharon who? I'm sorry. Where? What class is this? Math? Yeah. No. <laughs> I would cut math to go to video. Like you got me. That's really funny. That was me at camp. Honestly, I would cut water skiing to go do more drama. Like I was like, I'll just go Hilarious. harder. And then, and water skiing was popular. And I was like, mm, I don't need to go in the water. I just, I have to sing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is, she's warm. She needs to go and get on a stage. <laughs> All right. So then did you go to college in New York as well? I did. I went, said- I went to Brooklyn College. Okay. And did you study? Oh, you studied psychology. Studied psychology. Ah, very smart. Very smart. I think for someone who wants to work in entertainment, you know, get to know the brain before. Absolutely. You, uh, 
before you do that to yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you learn about all types most definitely. Yeah. And that's great. So you liked it. Did you do anything like creatively while you were in college as well? Were you in like, um, that's around the time I started getting, um, like extra roles in things. Okay. I was doing weird, like I was on Craigslist finding like weird sketch comedy to get involved in. Around <laughs> on Craigslist. On Craigslist. New York is such a good place for that. I feel like there's so many weird comedy things you can get involved with. There's yeah. so much weird comedy to get involved in. Were there any like memorable ones that you can tell us that are like worth the mention? Um, okay. I did a lot. I did a lot of weird music videos and stuff. Actually, yeah, that's one of my. They did. I know it was mentioned in the now this video. I did a music video with uh, the actor and comedian Mike Epps in that brief window that he fancied himself a rapper. Okay. And he did this song <laughs> called Big Girls, which actually, if you hear it on his album, wherever you may be able to find his album, the intro to that song is by Academy Award winner Monique. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I am very prominently featured in that music video, which was a random gig that I found on Craigslist. On Craigslist. I love that. I love that people, I guess that makes sense that people were like, because I found jobs on Craigslist, but I guess I wasn't looking up like entertainment stuff. Be. Yeah. I was like, let me walk a dog or work a cash register at a store or like mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. I feel like I would look at those and then be like, no, I don't actually want to do that. Like that would be me. I would off looking for regular jobs and then be like what's in the gig section what's in the entertainment section and then I would get into weird stuff like that I bet also being in New York I feel like there was probably I was in Boston for school I'm like New York definitely had weirder shit on Craigslist than Boston (laughs) (laughs) was pretty tame then you know on the Craigslist Oh my God. That's really funny. Okay. So you're in college and you're like doing these like random music videos and gigs where your friends like, why are you like in academia? Like, why don't you go and be a movie star already? I mean, I feel like they didn't question it. They're just like, Oh, that's just what Sharon does. Yeah. Like they just knew me to be just like, if I, cause there's something fascinated me, I was just going to run off and do it. That's Mm -hmm. I've been like that for a long time. That's great. If there was Did some you show, to- I'd go like like a celebrity I liked was in town. I'd be like, I'm going to go see them do this thing. Like just cuz. Yeah. Live your life. Life's precious. I love that. Some people are too safe. Uh, mm-hmm. Go and do the weird Craigslist jobs. I, I recommend it to everyone, especially for the story. Right. You gotta hey, get a good I mean, story. only only if you truly trust your instincts, because I feel like I have a good sense. I can smell a creep or a scam yeah. from a mile away. Mm-hmm. I know not everyone is necessarily savvy in that way yeah they say there's a sucker born every minute and that's the truth but like i feel like i can i can i can smell a creep or a scammer and i'm like if anything strikes me as even vaguely off i'm just it's a no for me it's a no it's a no for me dog uh (laughs) (laughs) it came to my brain you said my favorite quote um so was that your only, were you just doing these random gigs in college or did you have to have like a steady job in college? Um, I, what else was I doing? This is a job that I actually started later in high school. I worked in my uncle's real estate office, like just as an administrative assistant for okay, like probably my senior year into like my first or second year of college. That's nice. That's, that's a cushy gig. Yeah. Like family is yeah. by you and you can continue on. In- Love it. Indispensable. Yeah, of course. Um, I love nepotism. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish I I could love it. You know what I mean? I wish I had it to love it. 
Does that make sense? I think yes. we're, I think everyone who's like, ugh, nepotism. It's like, no, we're just, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, my mom is not a big famous producer. And if you were a dentist, you would be. I could kill. You know, you'd yeah. be in the family business. That would be fire. It's true. Honestly, I'd get hooked up. I had a toothache earlier. My mom's a dentist and I had a toothache earlier. And like within five minutes, she's like, call this place before 5 p.m. They'll get you in for an x-ray by tomorrow. Like, you got the hookup. I got the hookup. Okay. That, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, but then she'll call and be like, Anna, I met someone. I know someone and they're they're a member of SAG. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> <laughs> so is my left butt cheek. Like, no one cares. Hilarious. That's a, my no my dentist, my current dentist is a comedian. No way. Y- you know, you. Uh, she's also, I believe, a co-host. Are you going to Maya? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. I love that you said it. I'm like, yeah, she's my co-host for our show in a couple weeks. There you go. So I was just like, because as I said it, her. I was like, um, yeah, you have a show with this person. Yeah. Well, I figured, but then I, I, I was like, I didn't know because you were like, you said it. You didn't. You would have said Maya's my dentist, and I would have been like, oh my god. <laughs> but see, I again, we're all connected. But it took me a second to connect that we were connected in that. Way. It's okay. It's okay. We're all connected. We'll figure it all out by the end of this hour. I know we will. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So you graduated from college, and you were. What did you want to do? Did you want to become a psychologist, or were you like? It's time to do comedy now. Kind of like, yeah, I'm just like, all right, time to be a performer and do a bunch of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I continue to do lots and lots of weird stuff. Um, I know. I want to hear about your weird jobs. I love it. You've clearly been picked out of the bunch for that video. And I'm like, great. <laughs> now we get we get more of it here. <laughs> um, I was I was just I was gigging a lot um, between like real long term jobs that I had. Um Let's see. I like I I worked with children forever. Like you said, like one of my first jobs was summer camp. I babysat a lot. Uh, And then I worked at a few different daycare centers for a while. Um, Like I started that actually via summer youth. I don't know how familiar you guys are with New York City does a program called summer youth where between the ages, I believe, of 14 and 22, 21 or 22, Mm-hmm. They provide jobs for the youth for the summer. Cool. And it's just like, I don't know that you keep kids out of trouble and they've got a little pocket money. Like one of my coworkers now, her daughter gets to work virtually. Her daughter is literally just logging in to like conference calls during the day. And then by the end of the summer, she's got 700 bucks. The kid's 14. That's awesome. That's really cool. And like, I, I was, really ha- good. I was doing summer youth. That's how I started in the daycare system. Mm-hmm. And after summer youth, nepotism reared its head again and I was working at a daycare that a cousin of mine owned cool so I was doing that um and just kids are hilarious to me they're like I remember I would I was gonna say do you like kids do you get along I love kids kids. I love kids and I generally do very well with kids but I remember because when I started at my cousin's daycare I was actually replacing a very beloved teacher there oh okay and Speaking of creepy kids who speak very clearly and adult-like, there was this two-year-old who was very upset that her favorite teacher was leaving. Okay. Because I met them briefly over the summer just to, like, get acquainted while she was still there so that Mm -hmm. I wasn't a stranger on the first day of the school year when they were coming back. Um, And so I remember my first day there, this very precocious two-year-old says to her, one of her little friends, some people shouldn't be here. 
Okay. <laughs> about you? About me. And I'm, and just, she said it just like that. It was making me to be some people. Like she sounded as shady as a real housewife. Sassy <laughs> too. I'm genuinely impressed by what a little piece of work she was. <laughs> what did you say? Did you give it right back? No, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm just like, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm, I'm gonna ignore that. Because like, she, she, she was, she was literally a shady baby. She was such a shady baby. <laughs> shady baby. But then when I was actually leaving that job, she cried so hard. You won her over. I did. I did. But also I realized, I'm like, it sounds awful. But like, I realized like, she was, she was a two year old girl. And I think she had a bunch of older brothers and her parents were getting divorced. So she was just like way too mature for being a two year old. Right. I recognize that. I'm like, I'm not going to give this baby a hard time, but I'm like, I see her. And She's going to be a comedian for sure. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one second. She's going to start emceeing at age five. Yeah. She'll be, <laughs> be like, if Sharon did it, I'm going to do it. I got this. <laughs> That's hard though, being yeah. the substitute coming in after someone's gone. Yeah, like they really and they really loved this woman. Like they, oh, they were like not. I don't think they were all like super upset. They were sad to see her go, and most of them were welcoming to me. Yeah, that one was just like no, I don't. Even at camp too, they don't like that. Like they'll if you're a counselor, they'll be like, well, actually, last summer. Our counselors let us do this. Uh-huh. And like, okay, well, we're your counselors this summer, and uh, guess what? Times have changed. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, sorry. The, the other thing was like that. I said it was this was my my cousin's daycare, and like two of her kids were like the students there as well. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't want the rest of the staff to necessarily be aware that I was family. <laughs> um, and I was like, fine, I won't I won't say anything. And then my, okay, my first day I walk in, like a three year old cousin of. No, not the three-year-old. It was a three-year-old and it was an older one who was there. And as soon as I walk in, he's like, hey, Sharon, remember me from the family reunion? (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, he was going to say like, hey, Aunt Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. I was just like, well, my cover's blown. Hey, kid. (laughs) He's walking around. He's like bragging. He's like, yeah, we're related. (laughs) I know her. Because that's cool for a kid, you know? Exactly. Oh, I love that. And he's a rapper so, now. Wow. Sick. <laughs> Sick. I love it. It's, it's, it's odd. Oh, time. <laughs> <laughs> so what other jobs did you have after that? You're a young uh, adult here in New York. You were working at daycares. Working at daycares. Were you auditioning at this point or, or taking improv classes? Or? Um, I wasn't taking improv classes again just yet. Like maybe a year or two after that I was taking. Yeah, about two years later I was taking improv classes again. Cool. At UCB. Yeah, that's like where we crossed paths. I feel like we did some shows together. Yeah. I don't think we had a class together, but. No. I remember meeting you one night. Or what did we do? We did something. Maybe it was like Elite Daily or Refinery. There was some company I remember you and I like talked about that we worked for or did something for and I was like yeah it was either refinery 29 or like did you ever do anything with college humor yeah there we go it was college- a bunch I did so much stuff with college humor like that was one of the things I was doing they were the best like literally like right out of college I was doing so many college humor videos mm-hmm. I the first one I did weirdly 
I just, it was a starring role in one of those college humor videos. And then, like, after, and then after that, it's working backwards. I was like an extra in a bunch or featured in a bunch of other ones. I had the time of my life doing those. Like, yeah, those were so great. They, I miss those. They were fantastic. Like for the very few bills I had, it was just like, if I was regularly doing those, like that kept me afloat here and there. Um I feel like whenever they had anything, I was like, yes. Like, yeah. even if it was, they were like, can you play a grandma who falls down with a cane in the street? Like, it, it won't be much of your face. It'll, you'll be in a wig, but like, can you just like pass out? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, like, this, let me. You wrote this role for me. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, you got it. No, nowhere. You know, I got the gram. I got the picture of me as an old lady in the Instagram. And I was like, yeah, sure. I can die for you. No, no problem. Why, why not? Why the heck just not? <laughs> take off from the restaurant I work at to come and be a real actor. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's always so funny when I would take a day off work from something that, you know, is actual genuine employment. And I'm just like, nah, I got to go be an old lady falling in the street. I'll, I'll yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> like, this is what's important to me. Absolutely. I remember I, the first manager I ever met with and they like repped me for a little while. And I remember they started sending me out for weird shit. And I said, I'm, I, I couldn't go to an audition because I was doing a college humor. I was like, I got to go do this college humor thing. And they were like, it's not union. Like who even sees these? And I was like, uh, everyone. Literally like, millions of people. I think that <laughs> first college humor video that I ever did, I think if you look at it on YouTube right now, it has something close to like 3 million views. Which it's is a ton. Yeah. Lots of people. Lots of people. And how many successful people came out of the college humor world? Like, but behind the camera, in front of the camera, all yeah. those guys yeah. are like, no, these people so are absurdly successful right now. Yeah. So many college humor people are killing it. Like, one of the camera guys there is the one that shoots uh, 72 questions for Vogue. Mm. So it's just like you. And Paul Briganti from who's on SNL. Exactly. And, he was a and like Josh Rubin has become like, like one of like the names in horror right now. I know. It's so cool. It's he's so funny. It's super amazing. Like I was doing college humor videos with Jermaine Fowler. And now he's starring in Eddie Murphy movies and things like, yep. so like so much came out. Yeah. People are doing so well and it's so amazing. And I'm so happy for everybody. And like, just so impressed with yeah. things have gone. And they like did it all themselves. I remember being like, oh, this is like a professional group, but they're all kind of young and fun. And it feels like a college like team, but it's not like they have right. real money to and real budgets to, you know, produce shit. Exactly. It was cool. Like those people are like magical to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed by all of it. I'm going to go find a, a video I did where I had to play like Mitt Romney's like hot, like girl or something. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> anything you want. You want me to wear a crop top for Mitt Romney I'm yours okay. <laughs> oh my god I love I love how wonderfully dated that is yeah <laughs> funny to me. everything's wrong about that there's yeah. nothing right about what I just said but it was right at the time I, I would say it worked right. for us in those moments like it did it, yeah that was a game changer for me and then at the time I think I was working a few customer service jobs back to back um, I, have you done a lot of that because you are so prolific since age two? Like, are you, <laughs> does that just come easy to you to be customers or to do um, customer service? No, I don't like it at all. Actually, I was good at it, but I don't like it. Okay. 
Like, I don't want to deal with people who are complaining about a thing. Also, and then at the place where I was working, they also wanted me to do upselling. And I'm like, no, I took on this job as customer service, not as a salesperson. These are fully different departments. Don't play these games with me. This was a bait and switch. Mm. I, I had mentioned this in that video, but like I because you were too good at it. They were like, I bet she could sweet talk someone into spending a lot more money. Here. <laughs> I was working for I was saying the the bootleg life alert at the time. <laughs> like, you know, I the boot- can't get up that but it wasn't life alert. It was a different brand. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was the bootleg. of <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like Kirkland life alert, but not really. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was doing that. And I just it was fine when it was just people who were like, I don't know how to use this thing. Can you walk me through it? Absolutely. 100%. I can do that. Mm-hmm. What sucked is that, you know, nature of the beast, this is an alert system for elderly people. So a lot of the time the clientele would be deceased and their family would call to cancel. Oh, and they would really try to tell us to try to convince them to keep it. Like, well, if there's another old person in your, in your life, you can transfer it into their name. Like we were really supposed to do that. Wow. Like, instead of being like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Have a good day. Like you, <laughs> it's just like, okay, your grandma's dead, but is your grandpa still around? Right. Oh, it was no. basically that it was really awful. Uh, that was oh. so, so awful. And like I said, I worked in a customer service department, but getting calls like that, uh, my co-host for Cheap Date, uh, Calvin Cole, he also worked at that job. He actually helped mm. that job. And he was our one-man retention department. So for all the difficult people and the people who are literally dealing with their deceased relatives or whatever, we all had to transfer them to Sweet Talking Calvin, oh. convince them to keep these systems. Wow. What a job. That's that's hard. Yeah. 100%. But also, like my first week on the job, um, I was walking a customer in like through setting up her thing. And mm-hmm. before we could get it set up to test, she literally started having chest pains. And so no. I was just like, I was just like, I, no, I don't know how to talk. I just I'm like, this is my first week. Why is this happening? Oh my God. But I literally, no, I literally had to talk to her get a, while I'm keeping her on the phone, getting another coworker to call one one for her. And then I stayed on the line until like the EMTs arrived. Wow. That's too much for week one. That's a lot. Yeah. Like literally I thought this was customer service. Hello. (laughs) I'm saving a life right now. Right. I was like, I don't work in that department. That's a whole separate department. Like literally we had dispatchers and stuff who like alert the medical teams and whatnot. Yeah, like, that's cool. That's cool that you met Calvin there, though, and then you guys were both. No, I didn't meet him there. I, I, oh, oh. I, I did. I met Calvin like literally at a show, and then we became friendly. Um, Got it. And then friendly enough for him to hook me up and be like, "Hey, my job is hiring. Not cool. even, like, come have an interview. Come out to Buffalo Wild Wings where my coworkers are, and you can meet the like the personnel person." And literally, like, I met the personnel person, and she was like, "It was like say it was a Monday night." She's like come see me on Wednesday. And then I got the job. That's cool. And so smart. That's such a better way than being like, yeah, you could interview for this job. I can't guarantee Cause I feel like so many friends are like, yeah, I'll refer you. I can't guarantee anything. I don't right. know. He did it so smart. He was like, come have drinks with all of us. Like yep. be their friend. And then they'll be like, we want to work with you. Cause it, that is what an interview is. Yeah. And that's exactly how that worked. That was, that was very fortunate for me. That's cool. I love that. That, that worked out very nicely. 
How long did you work there for? Um, I worked there about a year. The only reason I left that job was because they moved our offices from deep in Brooklyn. I was out in Brighton Beach, and then they bought a new facility out in the middle of New Jersey. Oh. I'm like, I'm the sort of, per- sort of person who doesn't want to go to Queens if I don't have to. And yeah, me too. I was doing no a commute to, to New Jersey, and round trip, I was, you know, taking public transportation over four hours a day. It was no. worth it. And I got so stressed out. No joke. I developed ulcers in my eyes, which I did not know was possible. What? Yeah. Just because you were stressed out, you were commuting so much? I, yeah, yeah. It was exhausting and stressful. And I was 100% over it. No. Yeah. Can you believe we even commuted at all? Like, I think back and I'm like, remember commutes? No, I mean, I well, mean, look, I, I've been commuting again. You've been commuting. For the past year. I commend you. I actually went back to work in person in July, but it was only once a week, so. Oh, that's nice. No, it, it was a it full was... five days a week situation. And the craziest part about it is how the super, like, high up person let me know that I was expected to come back. Fourth of July weekend, this woman texts me at 8 a.m., Friday, July 3rd, text, text, (laughs) not even an email, email. text me and says you're expected back on Monday. Wow. That was my official come back to work. Wow. Not like a, Hey, are you okay? How, how are you doing? None of it. Expect you to come back Wednesday. I'm like, you can, part of me is just like, you can expect what you want, but in a pandemic still um, yeah but exactly wow. that's illegal you can't no you can't i know i was just like, like yeah i like literally cause I, I literally called my union rep being like this isn't even a work day and this is a, right it's a holiday not official like correspondence or anything like <laughs> how can i work around this she's like i'm just trying to get the band back together okay <laughs> <laughs> So now is it annoying to see other people commuting? Because a lot of people now are back. Oh, yeah. No, the train is like- way, way too crowded. And I hate seeing all the people on it. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I, everyone feels way too close to me. And I don't like it. Uh, yeah. There's always uh, a maskless asshole or two on the train. Did either of you see today on Twitter, uh, the there was like the rain coming into like the one train track. And, and that woman who's, who's walking into it. And I'm like. It's like Titanic. It's like up to her neck. Yeah, I, I like, saw I saw that. And then someone captioned it. There are women and children down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But did you, and then ABC like commented on it to get that footage from her uh, or from whoever. And all the people commented for walking through that water. You better pay them. Don't give them any footage. You better pay them. You better pay them. You're ABC Disney. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you got that Disney money. Pay up. I love all these New Yorkers who are like, uh-uh, we don't do that anymore. We don't just give up our crazy footage. We make money for being tough New Yorkers walking into the swampy Exactly. Zone. And I saw that that clip right before I was heading home from work today. And I was like, oh, my God, that, that better not happen to my subway. I just, oh, my God. No. So I, was like, I had to get home. I had to get home to you guys. I was like, I have to get home. For this. I get home Aww. like right before six. And I was just like, I got to, you know, get home, settle, have a snack. Have Thank a you. Bit. Thank you. We're her after school hangout activity. (laughs) So are there any other jobs or job stories that you want to let us know about that you, because I I don't know what else you've done. You've done it all. You talked about a lot of cat stuff. Were you cat? 
Yes. The cat sitting Cat jobs. sitting actually has kept me afloat a lot over the past, like, few, prior to me having this. Not dogs, just cats. No, I actually started watching dogs and then okay. shifted uh, to <laughs> m- more cats. <laughs> <laughs> For any specific reason? No, I just, I think I just happen to know more people with cats. Also, I prefer, because cats are not Easier. maintenance as dogs. It's a lot less to do. You don't have to take a cat for a walk no matter what the weather is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's much simpler. Also, let me just say, if you're a bad dog owner like me, you also don't have to take the dog out, you know, when it's bad weather. You can wait. We <laughs> well, wait no, see, <laughs> when people are paying me, I want to do my best job with their animals, you know? For, yeah. I got You got to do right by them. Um, <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> when people are paying me, I'll do my best job with your animal. <laughs> <laughs> Our phone's going to be off the hook. <laughs> I need someone. <laughs> also, like, I mean, I I was, um, I didn't love my living arrangement, so I was always happy to go stay at someone else's house to stay with their animals. Like, that helped a lot. Okay. I was just like, oh, you're leaving for two weeks? Sure, I'll stay in your house and feed your cat. Yeah, that's a nice well, gig. It was, it was fantastic. Um, and a lot of my clientele were, like, other comedians, like, people who were maybe touring. I'm like, you're on tour? Sure, I'll stay at your house. That's fine. I love cats. I love having a different place to stay. Like, you know, I was staying in parts of the city I wouldn't necessarily visit otherwise, you know? Yeah. Which was kind of nice. Just getting a feel for different neighborhoods was pretty cool. That's cool. And then, like, word of mouth. I would watch animals for people I didn't know personally, but they got to know and trust me because their friends would recommend Mm -hmm. me. Um. And just, I, I love doing that. But aside from like the cat and the dog sitting, mm-hmm. um, I used to do, <laughs> post Craigslist, I used to do a lot of task rabbit stuff. Oh, fun. And so I got hired for, I don't know what the task rabbit marketplace looks like these days, um, especially with so many like food delivery services and grocery delivery services right. that exist. Because that would be a lot of what it used to be way back in the day. People would just be like, I'm high and feel lazy. Can you go to the Taco Bell two blocks away from me and pick up this order? Like tasks used to look like. Task rabbit. That's what they use it for. That's how people used to use it back then. Like, I didn't know. I always thought it was to like hang a TV or like build a bed frame. It was that too, but it was many other things and like such weird niche things where people just like, I could do this for myself, but I don't want to. Right. It was a lot of that because it would literally be like one did you have to say your skills and be like, could you refuse if you're like, I, I don't want to do. Oh, that yeah. 100 percent. You can like yeah. you made your schedule. You could literally you could, this was my one of my favorite features. You could literally carve out a map of I'm only willing to work in this area specifically. Oh, OK. That's I, nice. I would like carve out most of Manhattan and a good chunk of Brooklyn. Again, I didn't want to go to Queens. No Queens. So definitely wasn't going to the Bronx or Staten Island. And I was just, I'd be really particular about the areas I would cover. And yep. I'm available from 2 to 8 p.m. Like you made your schedule, you made your map, you worked when you wanted. Sounds great. You didn't when you didn't want to. Um, but people would hire me for weird shit. One time, like, did you have a car? No. Another reason I wasn't working in Queens. If I worked in Queens, I wouldn't have cared. I would have worked wherever. Right. As if I had a car, I would have worked wherever. But like one time, like a startup hired me to come load their dishwasher. Like what? you have a staff, like people work here. I don't understand why you hired, not, not to like do, like literally load their dishwasher. And I'm, That's oh it. That was God. the whole task. That was the whole task. 
I was like, damn, I would do that. Exactly. I had to do that every day when I was an office manager. <laughs> See, like they were hiring outside talent to do such things, which is funny. Interesting. Do that. And then like people would hire me. Like I remember someone, and this was a fun one because it's simple because it's literally just, hey, can you sit here and wait? Because I would like receive people's packages or like say someone was having work done in their apartment. It's like, can you literally come sit until these contractors come? love it like that like the most passive shit so i could still rich people they're like i guess someone needs to let them in i'm not going to change my schedule yeah that's 100 someone's coming to hang the art today (laughs) literally one yeah they they had me sit there while someone was hanging their new blinds that was (laughs) three days of me sitting while because like something had gotten rescheduled so the first day i was there and like no one came and nothing happened okay the second day like they came late and like didn't finish and then a whole third day for a gig like that. That's a pretty fun gig. I like that. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> um, but then, like I said, there was a bunch of weird cat stuff where, like, this, again, people people with money will pay for anything if it's not going to inconvenience them in any way. Um, this woman, this woman's friend was cat sitting for her. So her two cats were at her friend's apartment. So she hired me to go to the friend's apartment to pick up the cats and then Uber to her apartment with them. Like I was literally <laughs> the cat's escort. L- that's it. That they it. stayed with the friend and the friend was unable to take them home or. Yeah. And, and uh, she was unable to pick them up. Correct. So wow. It just, but the funny thing about, cause with TaskRabbit, you get paid by the hour. Uh-huh. The thing here was I got to the house and the friend could not get the second cat into the carrier. <laughs> It's like 10 hours for her life. And she keeps apologizing to me because she's having such a hard time. I was like, it's okay. You're like, is there a cat? No. And like, I was trying to help her because the cat managed. So funny. The cat got under the bed, cut into the box spring, was hanging out inside of the box spring under her bed. What? Oh, God. (laughs) They can fit there? Well, it cut like. Like, I, like, it feels like, like a cartoon cat burglar. Yeah. They cut the material on the bottom of the box spring and got up into it. Up. And so we had to, like, prop up the bed and put the box spring up against the wall. Oh, my God. Out. We had to put on, like, heavy-duty gloves to, like, pick the cat up and finally get it into its carrier. And she's so, she's profusely apologizing to me. And I'm just like, I pay. I, I don't mind because I'm just like, wow, the clock is ticking. Didn't I love that after that, though, you're you still prefer cats. I'm like, that I just, sounds like a that was that situation was definitely an outlier. I was just like, I've never seen anything like that before. Like that cat was just like, no, I like this place. I don't want to go back home. <laughs> this box spring is really cool. Leave alone. <laughs> I bet that cat didn't want to go home. Their owner is hiring people to do everything for them. They probably had someone else coming later that day to feed them. <laughs> Probably. That shit was so funny to me. Um, <laughs> you were escort Task Rabbit, was, and then they're like, "We have feeding Task Rabbit coming in about an hour." So just <laughs> make sure you're because well, it's funny because I think it was literally me riding from maybe Williamsburg to the West Village mm-hmm. with these cats. Like that was, and I, and like she sent like a giant as like it was like a suburban or an Escalade to come get me and these two cats, and I was just like. It really must be nice. <laughs> it must be so nice. 
Um, but then the other one, and like I've told this story a lot of places, but it, it always blows my mind. Um, this other woman who lived on the Upper East Side hired me literally to take her cat from upstairs from her apartment to her car outside. That was no. That was the whole job. <gasps> what the was whole there job. an elevator? There was no elevator. Okay. There was a walk up. She was on, I believe, the fourth floor, and she wanted me to carry the cat in the carrier outside to her car. And where was she? She was. I, there's she, so many questions. She was there. She was there. She's <laughs> she's the one who let me in. Um, but it was just there. There are a lot of moving pieces to this because in my head, I'm just like, one, why can't she do this? And then two, like she, it wasn't like. I thought maybe she's unable to walk, and it, that's why I was right. like, Is there an she, elevator? She, there was no elevator. She could walk. Also, this is an apartment building full of people. So right. You don't have a single neighbor who likes you enough to take your cat downstairs. I, I came from my home in Brooklyn to the Upper East Side at like 9 a.m. <laughs> to bring your cat downstairs. Um, wow. She, it was a fat cat. And she apparently had just had in vitro and wasn't supposed to lift anything over 10 pounds. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, all right. I understand that. Fine. Totally fair. This is a medical issue. Do not sure. stress yourself out. But like from the moment she hired me, all of the communication felt weird. Yeah. Like she just striked me as an odd person. And I get upstairs to the apartment and this is, this is probably... 2010 ish okay around that time i get inside this is a woman like in her maybe early 30s i get inside to her apartment floor to ceiling everywhere you could lay your eyes like you see like my place is covered in books and things her entire home was essentially wallpapered with spice girls memorabilia oh wow <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh my God, heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was talking to a friend about Spice World earlier, like completely unrelated. <laughs> oh, best. I love that movie so much. Because my best friend told me she had never seen it. And I'm like, I feel like I failed you as a best friend. How have, yeah. how have you not seen it too? How am I just learning? <laughs> haven't seen it. Yeah. How's that not come up? You've it's been, such a good movie. You've been keeping yeah. this dark, this deep, dark secret from me all these years. I... I'm the same. I haven't seen it either. Ellen, you would love it. Ellen, you almost it's got a spit not, take out of me. It's not good <laughs> acting, but right when it gets bad enough, like another great song happens I, and you're like, I bad. really want to. And Alan Cummings is in it and he's so good. I want to watch him. it. I really do. I just haven't found the right moment. Maybe it's tonight. Now is the time. Maybe. That's funny. Like, uh, like my, um, my boss at Jokers, he told me that he had never seen it. And I was like, no, you have to, you have to watch it. And then it was his wife's birthday and they literally watched it on her birthday weekend. They had the time of their lives. Oh, it's, that's it's a good hell out of it. I want to rewatch it now. You're making me miss it. I want, I'm like, I, I don't remember it specifically, but I remember loving it as I mean, a teenager. There's aliens, there's meat. Oh, sorry for this. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it gets, it gets weird. It gets it's very like a weird. Trippy movie. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, my mom bought me when I was a tween around the time that movie came out. I didn't have a PlayStation, but my cousin did. And my cousin lived three doors down. So like we were raised like brother and sister. So she's like, I bought you this game. So, you know, you go over there if you want to play it. 
the one game I owned for PlayStation was Spice World. <laughs> I forgot they had a game. They had a PlayStation They had everything. Game. Do you remember the lollipops? Hell I yeah. I, to this day, I have a box somewhere in this apartment that's covered in those stickers that came with the lollipops. Yes. They were like the chup chup lolly chup chups I don't know how you say them. Yeah, the I feel like I say both. chup chups chup chups You know, and they uh, they all have like a different Spice Girl on them. Those are the bomb. <laughs> I, I did. I did love those. I'm Wait, did you did you say anything to this woman? That was my question. Did you when you walked in and you were like, okay, I didn't say shit. You did nothing <laughs> about it. I was like, there's something wrong here, and I am not getting paid to dive into that. I know it's either like a really fun. I don't know. She's sort of like young at heart, or she's a serial killer. I yeah, <laughs> and I'm put like because I on top like it was the Spice Girl stuff, and the fact that there was no one that she knew personally that can do because like I was like okay I was like this woman is about to have a baby so I'm like I hope there are some people in her life period <laughs> like yeah. that, that was the scary part to me I was just like you're about to have a child and you don't have anyone to carry your cat <laughs> on the stairs this is bad you live in an, an entire apartment building I'm like you're not friendly with any neighbor you oh my god a friend that could have come by because she said she was gonna go see her mom in Boston so I was like, okay, you don't have local family either, maybe. Mm. But I'm just like, I'm so concerned for this child. I would have been like, are you going to name it Ginger? I was going to say, or just <laughs> her baby was named Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll get all of their names as she gets older. Like, you know, she's a teenager. She'll be like, you're sporty now. You know? 16, she's scary. That's- she's scary. <laughs> Sometimes I genuinely wonder what happened to that woman. If her house still is covered in Spice Girls, or did she move on to another nostalgic '90s group? Yeah. Do you remember where it was? You should go back one day just to I like should. ask. I wonder how just good the records Task Rabbit keeps. If I can go back and like find out where that was <laughs> in that. Oh yeah, oh that's god. true. Oh my, oh my god! I was just I was so blown away by that. I was like, she's a real human. And like I I wasn't on a prank show. That was real life. That actually <laughs> well, it sounds like from all of these jobs, you do have a lot of good material to produce pranks and help work on this prank show. I feel like this 100%. is a good. Your background is like a great. Like they found you and they needed you. you know? <laughs> I agree. That sounds made up. Like I walked into a woman's house once to take her cat downstairs, and she was a full-on Spice Girls like fanatic, fanatic, like crazy in 2010. <laughs> like that's the other part. Like this wasn't 1998. You know what I mean? She's holding on. It wasn't 98. She wasn't 15. Like, those things would have made sense. But mm-hmm. she was a grown, grown woman in 2010. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, well, you are a dream. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours about all of your gigs. This is so fun. Um, I would love to see you, at, you know, not just on a podcast. Yes. Like, I'd love to, like, get a drink or something. Absolutely. The world is Earth, back. Earth is reopening, and I'm... I'm outside whether I like it or not. Yep. I would like to do a thing I would like. Yes, let's hang out. Let's let's grab a drink. Let's do Spice Girl karaoke, whatever. I'm I'm down. Uh, I'm totally down. I, I dressed up as Spice Girls for Halloween as a teenager. All of them? No, I was mostly scary, actually. Interesting. I know. Um, because I loved Leopard and, you know. Fair. In my, in my little, like, Jewish group of friends, I said, I want to be scary. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yes, I would love to hang out with you. Where can everybody find you? Do you have any shows coming up? Where can they listen to your podcast? Please let the people know. Oh, more yes, Sharon. absolutely. Um, just if you want to hear my musings every day, just follow me on Twitter where I talk a bunch of crap for no reason. Um, is that what it's for? Is that what it's for? Yeah. Oh, a hundred. My, oh man, my Twitter is very much stream of consciousness. So is mine. Yeah, which is a great time. I'm on Twitter. I'm Sharonica at Sharonica, S-H-A-R-R-O-N-I-C-A. If you want to look at my face, I am at Sharonica NYC on the Instagram. Um, I, I, uh, Katie Kampa was one of my other co-hosts on the Shade of It All podcast. She and I have technically taken a leave from the podcast, but go listen to old episodes. It's just as great. It's about RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you're a Drag Race fan, you can watch, you can listen to our episodes in tandem with episodes of Drag Race itself. Yes. Um, and my show, Cheat Date Comedy, you can follow Cheat Date Comedy on most of the social media platforms, literally at Cheat Date Comedy. And the next one is actually Monday, July 19th at the new City Winery. That's oh. a 30 p.m. show. It's a little change of venue. We're switching things up, like kind of grown and sexy in 2021. I love that. That's amazing. Congrats. Thank you. So I'm like this very cool venue. Uh, cheap date. Uh, if if <laughs> that sounds terrible to say, if there is an August show, that is technically our 11th anniversary. Amazing. That's yeah. major. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. 20. I wanted to do a huge, huge anniversary show for our 10th anniversary, which would have been August of 2020. And obviously that was not a choice, but I'm like, Maybe we'll do it up for August 20th. Do it up. Yeah, it's okay. We're allowed to do anything that was, nothing happened last year. So now it is exactly. the 10th and the 11th. You can celebrate yes. both. Look at cool. <laughs> It's our double anniversary. Yay. It is. Yeah. We get two birthdays this year. Hell yeah. Also, uh, none of us aged last year. That just didn't happen. Nope. That's right. Didn't happen at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 30. What? It's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, you're awesome. Everybody, go find Sharon everywhere. Go see her amazing show. And uh, I hope we get to do more together because you're so much fun. And uh, what a great episode. Yay. I loved it. Ah, what an amazing episode. Sharon brings the energy, right? I love her. I love her so much. Um, Also, you know what I love? That we just like time traveled back to the 90s. I got, you know, the Joey Fatone vibes, the Spice Mm -hmm. Girls vibes. Spice Girls. uh, Early 2000s, late 90s, you know, a time when music was the best, I think. I love that she told us that story. I didn't know about that one Spice Girl that like got... Let go from the Oh, yeah. Group. I told you. you. Well, it was like, yeah, the six Spice Girl. There's like a doc. You got to look this up because there's like a YouTube. Like there was a documentary or there was like some kind of YouTube video that like dives deep into it. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. I it's need like, to watch that. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. Because you don't hear about it. You don't you know, you don't hear about that. We gave we gave tea on that. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's going to watch it right now. Here <laughs> you pull it up looking the spice. It up. Looking it up. Ellen, I did a Spice Girls Peloton ride the other day and it was maybe my favorite experience so far doing Peloton. Was it all Spice Girls music? Yeah, they have like a partnership. They do like music partnerships on it and there's this partnership um, so when they do that, it's it's not just the biking classes. You could do a Spice Girls Pilates, a Spice Girls, you know, strength training, a run, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because they do all the 
classes. But I did the Spice Girls ride. I didn't do it live, but you want the the instructor. Of course, it was the British instructor, right? Because you know that makes sense. And mm-hmm. from the UK, they have a studio in the UK. And uh-huh. uh, and she cried a couple times, and she was like. You know, if you told nine-year-old me, I'd be teaching a Spice Girls ride on Peloton. Like, she really... That was a terrible accent. I'm wow. tired. Wow, that was <laughs> yeah. awful. I don't know what just came out fine. of me. Don't wow, worry, but guys. she got I, really emotional about she it. She got eh? so emotional. Well, also... So the class, you know, they, they record them live, like they shoot live and then the class goes on, you know, the platform, like, so Mm -hmm. you can, you can do it anytime once it's, I think it takes like two, I think it's like two or three hours. The, you know, the people must be editing it and like, you know, mixing it or whatever. So it can Mm -hmm. like exist. And, but if you were live, she was crying and emotional because Mel B was riding and she was like, if you see her on the leaderboard, that is neat. High five Mel B, you know, she's a fan of Peloton and she's riding. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that is very cool to be like, you know, everybody's live. You're doing a Spice Girls ride. And like Mel B is one of the people riding if it it was her. Okay, yeah, now I understand why she was crying. Yeah. It, it wasn't just because she loves her job so much. It was because, like, one of the Spice Girls was there. That's yeah, pretty special. and it was, like, it was like, you know, and she loved, you could tell she grew up, like, in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and, like, that was, like, her bread and butter, like, every song. So mm-hmm. it was so good. I even did the cool-down ride after for the, for the deep cuts of Spice Girl songs that she didn't have on the main class. I feel like we need to make a podcast about that woman who's had that crazy apartment. Oh, my God, right? Like, we should do an investigative sort of podcast into who that woman is and who, what happened and, to her. And why she's hiring people to take, to take things down a flight of stairs. You know, hey, yeah. she's providing more jobs. So, you know what? I applaud her for that. But, yeah, the question, there are too many questions, you know? That's when you know, that's when you know to start a podcast, guys. Not when you feel like, should I have a podcast? When you come across a story that's so fucking yeah. weird. You gotta figure it out. Yeah, you gotta be a detective, you know? Put yourself a on a bit. mic. Yeah, that's what we're doing here with our with fun people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get to this place in your life? I do feel like a detective sometimes on this show. No? Yeah, a little bit. Looking into people's backgrounds. You do yeah. you do a lot of background checks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, while we're here, I wanna ask you, um, you've been doing shoots IRL right you've been traveling you've been you've been out and about mm-hmm. yeah I had three video shoots last week that's a lot I am exhausted yeah like you had to go and be on set this wasn't remote shooting like a pandemic like nope. you've been in person one day I was in a cemetery one day I was in a Chinatown studio and the other day I was in Nashville <laughs> at someone's house Wow. So, yeah, I've been was getting Was it around. a lot to do three in a week? Like, was it overwhelming yes. emotionally, <laughs> it was overwhelming. I feel like? like um, I didn't, like, cry or anything, but I was definitely very tired and I'm working, like, nonstop. Yeah. I didn't mean, did you cry? I <laughs> meant, like, you know, we are still adapting. Like, I do still, you know, it's weird to go inside places without a mask and like, you know, and and Mm -hmm. be conscious of things and touching things Mm -hmm. and being close to people. Like, did you feel? Yeah, it's a little bit exhausting um, interacting with people for a long time. Yeah. So 
that is something that you kind of have to get used to again is speaking to people in person for a long period of time well on one of the shoots i was actually like directing so that was like an entirely new thing for me i haven't really had that role before and that was exhausting for me because i had to be bossy basically that's not really my personality (laughs) no i don't think you want to be bossy no not really no 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 (laughs) But That's it was fun, cool, though. It's it's been fun to get back in. I just hope, you know, hope everything turns out okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you in Nashville? Literally two nights. Like I was there not long at all. You know how I know you were in Nashville? What? How? Because you tweeted, "I'm in Nashville." Yes, like I'm in question. Nashville. Yes, I'm in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. was like, uh, <laughs> I really appreciate Ellen just you know signing on to this website, literally just dropping us a little life information. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't even take any pictures to post to Instagram, so I was like, I guess I gotta like just tweet about it or something, <laughs> or else it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, nobody knows that I went on a plane and left the city. It almost seems like yeah, it almost seems like you know, God forbid her bosses are following her on Instagram and she doesn't or or Twitter, you know, and, and she's not like I'm in Nashville. Like, did Ellen even make it there? Is the shoot <laughs> happening? <laughs> I hope nobody. I hope none of my bosses are reading my tweets. I mean, it's fine if they do, but it's like, I don't know. I was going to say, you don't tweet too much. Yeah, it's not that embarrassing, but it's kind of weird. I don't know. I'm very open on a lot of tweets and Instagram. So, you know what? Take it or leave. That's who I am, future employers. I hope you love me for me because I'm an open book. I think that's a great way to end this episode. That that felt powerful. I felt it. Oh, my God. That's another episode. I want to know how you guys are liking these outros. If you guys want to shoot me a DM on Instagram, on Twitter, you know where to find us at Unemployed Podcast or Unemployed with Anna on Instagram. Also, if you ever want to email us, you can email us at theunemployedteam at gmail.com. I hope you're loving these episodes. I'm having so much fun doing this. Ellen, we should maybe record IRL sometime. We thought maybe we'll do an Anna Ellen episode only. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll do one. Um, And that's it. So please, you know, check us out. Find us on Patreon. If you can throw us a couple bucks, we really appreciate it. And um, and go listen to all the other episodes. See you next time. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.